after midnight. Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nhte.net. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Atlanta, my guest is a singer-songwriter who plays guitar, having released his first EP in June and held the number three spot on the iTunes country album chart. When he was 16 years old, he was a semi-finalist on season nine of The Voice, being mentored by Blake Shelton. He will be starring in a musical early next year. You've been hearing a song of his entitled Nothing Good Happens After Midnight. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, Zach Sebaugh. Yeah, thank you all for having me. Uh, Nothing Good Happens After Midnight, that's uh, one of the first songs really when I got off the show that I had listened to, and it's the only song off the EP that I didn't write, Um, but I wrote I wrote four of the five songs with uh, two people, Bruce Birch and Wally Montgomery. Um, and that was a song that they had written far before me um, about a few years ago. And I loved the idea and the concept of the song. And they had given it to me and told me to take a listen and to, to put my voice on it as a demo and see if I liked it. And <clears throat> I'd done that. And then I came back a few months later and listened to it again. I, I really just fell in love with the song and going into the summertime and with school coming out, it was just a, really like a summertime anthem. Uh, I think for kids my age, uh, you know, just wilding out on summer nights and stuff. And it's just a fun song to sing along to. So I thought I'd put that on the record and thought that that would be the one that I'd uh, really push for the first time. And, you know, I was planning on releasing that as a single and overnight, the whole EP dropped and I surprised all the fans. And that was a lot of fun. <laughs> and uh, honestly, it was something that I wasn't expecting. Uh, it was just the iTunes thing and uh, things worked out really well. Um, Blake got on Twitter and really helped me out uh, with spreading the word and a lot of my other voice contested friends. And uh, that's how I got so lucky to, to chart so high on the iTunes charts and uh, top 25 on the Billboard Country albums and uh Thing. I went number nine overall and just stuff like that. It blows my mind. Um, just really thankful for that and all the support I got behind the EP and stuff. Well, the song, uh, nothing good happens after midnight. Unfortunately, I was talking over, uh, the, the portion of the song that we were playing during the intro, but, um, for the listeners, Zach, who, uh, obviously weren't really able to hear it as clearly as, as you would like them to, since I was talking over it, um, they, they obviously weren't able to make out the lyrics. So, um, just tell them, is, is that song, uh, the message of it is as simple as what the title implies that, that nothing good happens after it, midnight. Cause you said you didn't, it write really it, but obviously you, you had to listen to it. And like you said, you did the demo and you had to pay attention to the lyrics and believe in it enough to, to record it on your EP. Yeah, you know, there's a, the, you know, the line, nothing good happens after midnight, I think, you know, any adults or parents can 
tell their kids that. And uh, with me being a high schooler and stuff and having certain experiences with my friends and stuff, you know, there's just a certain point in your life, uh, you know, whether you're hanging out with your buddies or something and uh, y'all just get into something that happens to be fun at 17 or 18 years old. Um, and that's really a song that a lot of people can relate to, I think, uh, whether they want to accept it or not, you know, <laughs> um, and it, you know, it was a fun song and it was fun to go into the studio and, and see what we could produce with it. Yeah. And it is, like you said, it's, it's a common refrain, you know, kids everywhere have heard an adult figure say that to them, but, uh, lo and behold, um, was it Bruce Birch that wrote that song that, that was clever enough to realize that's also an excellent hook for a song? It is, yeah. That's what caught my eye was just the hook uh, right off the bat. And, uh, you know, with me being in L.A. for an entire year and uh, missing a lot of my high school experiences and just hearing stories from all my buddies and stuff back at home, uh, when Bruce had given me that title and I listened to the song for the first time, uh, you know, I just fell in love with it. And I thought it was something that everybody really appreciate and uh, I think would really dig into. Well, but everybody would appreciate, but did you, did your friends appreciate or did they say, man, what are you doing recording a song like that? Now, now we can't, now yeah, we can't. Yeah, that is, <laughs> that is true. I kind of, I kind of ruined it for everybody. They're like, <laughs> come on, man, that's a secret nobody's supposed to know about. But, uh, you know, my job is to tell stories that people can relate to and stuff. And that's definitely a story I think a lot of people can, uh, can think back on, uh, you know, I'm sure people have some memories with that. <laughs> well, and you know, to your friends, I would say, listen, you know, Zach is spoiling it for, for the over 21 crowd too, because, you know, I think people of, well, I won't say all ages. I don't think there's people in the, in their eighties that need to hear that nothing good happens after midnight, but yeah, no, you know, you know there's some, I, there's just a childish, uh, story to it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, Certainly, we don't want to be telling kids to go out and do bad things. And that's not what the song's trying to do. It's just a fun song to just bring them all the way up, sure. share them along to. Sure. So just to just talk about the the whole EP project in general, the the writing of it, um, the the recording. You know, where was it done? Um, you, you started to mention some of the people that you worked with. Just those types of details. Yeah. Um, so I got off the show in December wrote my first song the night I got eliminated and I knew um, at that point that I wanted to start writing my own songs and I wanted to put out my original music. And uh, obviously on the show, I was only able to sing covers and we weren't allowed to do original music. And that really just pumped me up and gave me a lot of energy going into after the show and, and post the voice and start a new project and stuff. And I knew I wanted to release um, some type of summertime project for all the fans because we're going into the summertime um, with the date that I had set to release it on. So I had a few months leading up to summer. And so I was sitting down with a few writers here in Atlanta and I'd only really talked to some writers in Atlanta. I'd, I hadn't made my way up to Nashville at that point. And so the, the, the project really focused here in Atlanta, uh, with writers down here. And I wrote four of the five songs, um, you know, from home to mama. I knew I had to write a song for my four sisters and put it on there. And that's a fun song that everybody, uh, can jam along to as well. Uh, Sweet Wine and Power Lines is the second song that I wrote once I got off the show. And I wrote that with my key player manager and, uh, and other writer as well. And that song just really clicked. I was in a group text where I got the idea. And it just really uh, pieced together really well. And my keyboard player went home and, and just, you know, just wrote the lyrics beautifully. Um, and it was super awesome. And I had these five songs and I was like, 
you know, I got a bunch of fans from the show. They're waiting on some new music, and so why not feed it to them now? And so I put it out uh, over the summer, and it went off uh, really well, I think. Yeah, it sounds like the timeline was was rather accelerated because, you know, to get off the show in December and this EP came out in June, that's, you know, that that's pretty aggressive. Um, and Yeah, and- you know, it was fast. I wasn't planning on doing it that quickly, uh, but I knew I wanted to get something out as quickly as possible. Uh, it was, you know, the work. Um, we didn't have a lot of time, but, you know, the songs I felt really comfortable with recording and stuff. Um, and I really dig them. And so you did record in Nashville then, yes? Yes, we went up to Nashville. We we recorded at uh, County Q Studios up there, and that was my first experience. Other than being on The Voice, you know, we recorded at Henson Studios in L.A. That's where we recorded all my songs for the show. And so this was my first time uh, really just digging in the studio and spending a lot of time there. So was the idea of putting out the CD, you know, quote unquote, so quickly, was it, was it to seize on the momentum of having just been on The Voice or was it, I want to get something out in time for summertime or was it both of those? Uh, it was really both. I wanted to get something out uh, quickly because of the show and then really just summertime. Uh, I, wanted to, I wanted some songs for all my buddies, fans as well. So that having been your first EP, I wonder, you probably learned a whole lot along the way, but what lessons from that recording process really stuck with you that you know that you'll be carrying forward? Uh, I think really just to trust myself. And I'm on the show that book like, um, really threw at me all the time is just to trust myself and stuff. And so when I got to go into the studio, and started working with my music and stuff. It was really to just go with that natural instinct with everything. Um, but at the same time, be able to learn from everybody around me. Was it a case of maybe the first day you might have been a bit overwhelmed, you know, with kind of wide-eyed looking around, wow, I'm in a, in a, in a studio in Nashville, and, you know, took you a little I bit I definitely was, especially with all the musicians around me, and they've done this so many times. You know, they've recorded on so many records. Um, and so that was, I don't want to say a little bit intimidating, but I was a little nervous. Sure, sure. But I take it uh, maybe it was opening day jitters, as they say in sports, and, and they, they were probably real good about helping you calm down. Yeah, it took me a song or two to get into the groove, but mm-hmm. we worked it out. Mm-hmm. So so now you're an old pro, right? <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I don't know about a pro, maybe a few more projects. <laughs> well, I wonder, does putting out a five-song EP make you hungry to want to roll up your sleeves and get working towards a full length album, say 10, 11, 12 songs, or is, or is it more a case of just being happy that you did get that out? And, and for the time being, you know, maybe it's, I just want to stick to promoting that EP. You know, now, now that I have my music out and now that my fans have something to listen to, um, it's really just giving me the time to sit down in Nashville with a bunch of writers, figure out who I am as an artist still, you know, I just turned 18 and, and really just finding that sound and, and and what type of work I want to put out to everybody moving forward. And, um, you know, I want to put out the best quality work I can and in order for that to happen. It's really just to take some time uh, to sit down with some professionals up in Nashville and, and really get the groove of things going. I like that you said that because I know a lot of young people face a lot of young recording artists, you know, face that dilemma of, well, wait a minute, you know, who exactly am I? as a recording artist, 
Now, in your case, people would say, well, he's a country artist, but I think, and, and I'm putting this in the form of a question so that you can give your two cents on it and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think what you're saying is, well, yeah, I'm a country artist, but what kind of country artist? What specific type of country music? Yes? Exactly. There's so many styles within country music, and I think on the show, I was handed so many covers um, in a positive way that all of, all of my fans and all the viewers watching, they could see me do uh, different styles within the country genre. You know, I did a Sam Hunt song, uh, and then I ended up doing a Dwight Yoakam cover, did a Steve Holy song, and, and those are all very different songs and stuff. And, and although I can do all those songs, there's definitely a favorite that I think um, I want to put my focus towards, and that's what I'm trying to figure out right now. Oh, okay. I, I thought you were going to say what it is, but I, I, th I think what you're saying is, you know, I'm, I'm trying to identify it instead of just go off into the direction that, that I was painted already on the show. Exactly, exactly. But I know, uh, in, you know, in, in doing my research for our interview today, um, that, you know, growing up, you, you listen to a lot of, <laughs> I, I want to be polite about the way I say this, a lot of musicians who, a lot of artists who were well, well before your time, I'm talking about people like Johnny Cash, Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis, you know, those types of things. So, you know, I, I imagine that is a, a decision to make that you're, you're influenced by having listened to those legends, but, you know, you are also surrounded, you know, by, you know, people like Zach Brown or, or, you know, even Garth Brooks, uh, Brad Paisley, people like that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there's so many artists that I listen to, and especially, uh, you know, I started in musical theater and stuff, and, and with that, having to be so versatile with the type of music I sing that I can listen to literally everybody and appreciate all their music. Um, but yeah, I love Garth Brooks and Johnny Cash and Elvis Presley and all that, but, you know, it's 2016, and it's uh, it's trying to take take that influence and that inspiration and try to make something of my own. Now, growing up and listening to people like that, like Johnny Cash, like Elvis Presley, was that influenced by your parents, or did you somehow gravitate to, to that old-time music yourself? No, so my grandpa, um, he had an old jukebox outside his house, and whenever my parents would drop me off at my grandparents' house and we would have to, uh, you know, get babysat by them, he would always take me out on the, on the screen porch where the jukebox was. Oh. And uh, that's where I would listen to all of his old records. He'd play Johnny Cash and Elvis wow. Presley, and for a while, for a while, I thought that was normal. I'm like, oh, <laughs> cool music of my day. Um, and then, you know, as I grew up, I, I got to learn the history behind it all. Um, and then my grandpa passed away in 2009, and that was really my first performance uh, with a guitar. And, you know, from that point on is where uh, I sort of took off with music. Your first performance was, was what? Was it at his uh, memorial service? A, yeah, it was. You know, wow. I done. I did a like a coffee shop talent show, but really, uh, I was in front of a lot of people that day, and that's uh, that's where it really hit home for me. Wow, wow, fascinating. I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Atlanta is singer, songwriter, guitarist Zach Sebaugh. Visit his official website at www.zachsebaugh.com. And you can look at the title of this episode on your listening device to get the proper spelling of his name so you can check him out online. From his website, you will find links to Zach on various social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. 
Keep up with him online so you can see where and when you can go see Zach perform live. And of course, do purchase his music. The EP is available on iTunes, Amazon, CD Baby, and other online retailers. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in now hear this entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we have there the full audio, plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show, as well as an indication of which two songs from that guest we played. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free, and it makes it so easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. We are thrilled to be on Google Play Music too. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you. And please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I always recommend that you start with episode 101 when we did a best of from some of the first 100 shows. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. And by the way, whether you're going to look for Zach's music and or other music, books, whatever, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show in the process of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Zach, in just over five months, your EP has gotten, listen to this listeners, 176 ratings on iTunes. Wow. In just over five months, wow. 176 ratings. I would have to assume that you've been pleased with the response that your EP has gotten. Well, the fans are awesome. Uh, to hear that's really cool. Um, I, I honestly didn't know that until you just told, <laughs> told me that. So that's that's really good news. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure that you've you've been pleased, even not knowing that statistic, because obviously you can tell from uh, social media and simply from sales that uh, that it's been well received. Yes. Yeah, they're awesome. Uh, being on a show like The Voice, uh, you get off and you're having to sort of take off. The Voice really gets you the starting line of your career. Um, and, and I think that's how all the contestants really explain it. And so for my fans to really back me now that uh, it's been an entire year, it's been two seasons, and, and they're still uh, behind me and supporting me as I continue this journey. Um, you know, I couldn't ask for, for anything more, and I'm very thankful for all of them. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment, where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is don't feel obligated to introduce every single song that you perform I'm talking mostly about cover songs here. Originals, I do personally like the storytelling aspect, but if you're just going to be singing cover songs for 30 minutes or three hours, people don't need to hear you giving the title and artist of every single song you do. In fact, it might make you appear nervous, as in trying to fill the time between tracks with talking. Stay calm and just sing. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show. 
To make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers to get the tips in one concise format, there is a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 1 and a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 2 for purchase in ebook format, giving you all the tips from episodes 1 to 40 and 41 to 80, respectively. Just go to www.brucesbonusbook.com for online ordering and instant delivery. And listeners, uh, I know that you're waiting patiently, so I will now ask you, Zach, directly about The Voice, because we did want to talk about the EP and, and the song we played at the beginning, and, and uh, you know, you've made several references to it, but uh, listeners, um, especially those of you who live outside the United States, because we are very fortunate that this show has gotten listeners from 124 countries around the world, uh, Zach was on The Voice in the fall of last year, so that's 2015. He was a member of Team Blake. He was a semifinalist on the show. Um, Zach, I just wonder, you know, what thoughts do you have? What comments about having been on the show, having gotten so far with it, but having done all of that at such a young age, you were only 16. Yeah, it was, um, you know, I had to I had to grow up pretty quickly. I When I had auditioned to the sh- for the show... I had heard a girl in my math class talking about it and the next day I decided to go audition. And so really I wasn't planning on going on the show. Wow. And so when I got up, when I got up there at 16, um, you know, it, it was definitely a, an eye opening experience and, and a great learning experience for me and just, uh, just constant focus and, and really staying on my A game the entire time. And, uh, can you talk a little bit about, you know, what, what you did gain, from working with Blake Shelton, I mean, how much one-on-one time is there really that, that, that the viewers don't see? Does, do you get enough time with him where he can really give you, you know, some real helpful input so that once you are done from the show, you've, you've gained a lot from him to take with you? Yeah, Blake was an awesome coach. And I, I went on the show really um, just wanting to know if this is something that I could pursue because mm. I really didn't have the confidence before I met Blake mm. uh, to walk on stage and really do my stuff. But every time I met him every single week, we'd hang out and, uh, you know, he'd tell me, say, you have what it takes, just walk out there and do your thing. And that's what I did. Um, and of course he'd be sitting there right in front of me during my performances. And he, I just learned to be extremely comfortable on stage because of him. Well, you know, as you say, it, it had to do wonders for your confidence and especially to do it at a young age and to do it on your first audition. Uh, listeners, go back a um, little ways. Episode 139, the guest was Siobhan Philidor, and she was on American Idol this year, uh, obviously the show's last season, and she talked about how she auditioned five times, you know, before she finally decided, you know, oh, well, whatever, and oh, well, whatever turned into, you know, she made it as, as far as she did this year. Um, and, you know, we've had other guests on this show who have been on The Voice. Uh, we're, we're coming up close on another milestone episode of our show, which will be episode 150. Um, if you go back to episode 50, Lindsay Bruce was the guest. She was on The Voice in 2014 and the first ever guest on this show all the way back on episode one of Now Hear This Entertainment with Shauna P. And there have been uh, several others along the, way, along the way. And so, Zach, it's, it's good to hear, you know, that um, because I think people watch that show and they wonder, well, this is what they're showing us. But, you know, how much time did Zach really get with Blake off camera? And it sounds like you're saying that it was significant. Yeah, it was. He, he's, he's such a, a down to earth and humble guy. And, 
And of course, there's a certain period of time where you have to be in front of the camera and, and you're saying certain things. But with Blake just being a being a country boy from Oklahoma, um, you know, we were able to connect just very easily, and the chemistry was there um, when we were working together. And he's just a super awesome guy. Well, forgive me because I'm sure that you've probably gotten this question a lot, but it does beg the question: since you are still so young, would you consider going back on again? Well, I'd love to go back on the show, but, you know, once you make it to a certain point, you're not able to go back on. Um, but I'd say if I had the chance to go back and do the show again, I definitely would just because of the platform that it, that it puts all of these artists on that introduces you to so many fans all over the world. Um, and that's just that's a really cool experience that I wish everybody could have. Well, I love that quote that you said a little while ago. You said it gets you to the starting line of your career because I think too many people think, well, if I can get on The Voice or if I can get on, even though American Idol is done now or America's Got Talent, you know, I think too many people feel that all I got to do is get on that show and my career is launched. Well, you know, I like the way you said it, Zach, that it gets you to the starting line of your career. I think that's where, yeah, I think that's where a lot of people, um, end up getting hurt as they get on, they get on the show and then they think that that's it. And that's really where all the hard work is going to start. Um, it's a, it's really a workshop and a music boot camp for you. And then you get out and you, and you know what you got to do to make it happen. Um, and it's not going to happen right away and you got to work hard and, and you gotta, you gotta earn that respect in the industry. And that's what I'm chasing after right now. That's, that's another, that's another quote that that's worth saving a, a music boot camp. I, I like that one. <laughs> The music boot camp, and it'll get you the starting line. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you know, it sounds like the experience was extremely valuable to you, and, and hats off to you that that you recognize, you know, all these observations that you're making. I'm thinking back to episode 83 of this show. My guest was Mark Andrew, and he's the only person that I've interviewed that has been on both American Idol and The Voice. And Mark is still working awfully hard at his music. But unfortunately, there's people out there who are going to say, Mark Andrew, I've never heard of him. And, and so it just kind of reinforces the point that Zach just made, that just because you get on The Voice, or in Mark's case, and, and listeners, I encourage you to go back and listen to that one, episode 83, because Mark talked about the differences between the two shows. But as Zach said, just because you get on there doesn't mean that you're all set now, because Zach is here to say, well, you're all set in terms of we got you to the starting line. Now go work even harder. Yeah, it's... You know, the voice puts you in front of so many people and, and everybody knows that, you know, you make it to the live shows and there's millions of people watching every move you make on TV. But really it, it's not about who, you know, as an artist, but it's about everybody that knows you. Does everybody know you? And when, when you get off the show, not everybody knows who you are yet. And so you still got to chase after that. You got to keep building that fan base. Um, and you just gotta, you just gotta keep going. And you can't let yourself get down when you get knocked off the show um, because, you know, like I said, and I can say it a million times, is that all it does is get you to the starting point. And, and my fans, uh, they're starting to see that now that I'm off the show and they're seeing all the opportunities that I've been given because of the show. Um, and uh, we still got a ways to go, and it's a lot of fun. Zach, now that The Voice is a year in the past and you do have an EP out by this point, how much do you or don't you want to be thought of, oh, yeah, he was on The Voice? Well, you know, I, I could say, oh, don't say I'm from The Voice. That's over. But, you know, at the same time, that's, that's how I'm, that's what got me to where I am right now. 
you know, if it wasn't for that show, I would be back in high school, um, taking my math class again. Mm. Um, and so, you know, it, it's the voice that gave me that platform and got me in front of all those people and got me all of these fans. Um, and you know, that's just something that, that, that I always got to pay my respects to. Uh, good for you. I, I like that answer. Well, needless to say, uh, television is not the only place that you've performed. In fact, you have had some pretty successful shows that you've done in a couple places with Emily Ann Roberts. Tell the listeners what I'm referring to. Yes, yeah, so Emily Ann, uh, she was on the show with me. She was on Team Blake, and she was actually a uh, runner-up of my season of The Voice. And we had gotten off the show and just becoming really good friends on the show, going to school together. That we had thought that we would get together and um, and do some shows together around our parts of town. And she came to Atlanta, and we did a sold-out show the first time. And uh, we are like, man, we're going to do this again. This is a lot of fun. So we've done three shows now. Um, and we just finished up a show in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, and things have been going really, really great for her. Awesome, awesome. Now, you, you said in there going to school together. Was that while you were on The Voice? Did, were you somehow taking classes together out there? Or, or what do you mean by that statement, we were going to school together? Yeah, so we had switched to online school because obviously I couldn't keep flying from Georgia to L.A. Mm-hmm. And so we had switched to online school and five five hours out of the day, we would have to be in school. And so we would go to a hotel wow. conference room and do, and, and do school together. Wow. And so in those five hours, that's... Uh, that's how we became really good friends. Oh, that's great. That, that's a nice story to hear. You know, I've asked past guests on this show who have been on American Idol or who have been on The Voice, you know, how much do you stay in touch with or do you even stay in touch with at all anyone else that was on it? And, and you know, your your story is, is even better. It's not only did we hit it off and become friends during the show, but now here we are performing together. I, th- I, I, would, I would think, am, am I right, that, that the two of you will probably do more now that you've done these three and they've gone so well? Oh, definitely. We, we, we've got a lot in common and our chemistry on stage just worked really well. And, and she's worked with my band before and it's just, it's just a really good time when we get together and do a show together. But when I made it to the live shows and, and the teams have narrowed down to where there were only about 12 people on the show and we'd be hanging out together, you know, almost 24 hours a day. Mm. And so Barrett Baber is another one that I keep close. Um, you know, he, he, he's, he's a mentor, for me. He was a high school teacher before we went on the show hmm. and, and he came out to LA and he was really like a teacher to me, uh, not only um, just as a friend, but, but in the music business as well, because he has, he's been doing this for a while. And I actually just covered one of the songs on my YouTube channel. Um, he just released an album himself. And so I covered one of those songs and it's just a friendship like that, that I want to keep going with everybody. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, is there, any uh, shows scheduled with you and Emily Ann currently, or, or should the fans just continue to watch your, your website and your social media for other dates that, that you might do with her? Yeah, I'd say, I, I'd just say to keep following uh, me on social media and just see where everything goes. And we'll be announcing uh, new show dates uh, at the beginning of the year um, because I'm about to announce that, that I just got cast in a regional theater show uh here in atlanta and so that's going to keep me home for the holidays for a few months yeah, and i'm really excited okay. about that okay 
I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from Atlanta is singer, songwriter, guitarist, Zach Sebaugh. Visit his official website at www.zachsebaugh.com. And as I mentioned before, you can look at the title of this episode and your listening device to get the proper spelling of his name so that you can check out his website. From his website, you will find links to Zach. He just mentioned various social media platforms. He's on Facebook. He's on Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. Keep up with him online so you can see where and when you can go see Zach perform live. And of course, do purchase his music. It's available on iTunes, Amazon, CD Baby, and other online retailers. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net. That stands for Now Hear This Entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we have on nhte.net the full audio, the guest's photo, a link to their website, quotes from the guest on each show, and an indication of which two songs from that guest we played on that episode. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free, and it makes it very easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. We are thrilled to be on Google Play Music, too. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you, and please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I mentioned a few of them already. Shauna P. all the way back on episode one, Lindsay Bruce on episode 50, Mark Andrew on episode 83, and Siobhan Philidor on episode 139. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. Amazing. 124 countries around the world where we've gotten listeners from. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. And as I mentioned earlier, whether you're going to look for Zach's music and or other music, books, whatever, go to nhte.net and click on the tall Amazon banner to get there so that you can help this show of buying whatever it is that you need from Amazon. Zach, as you just started to mention, we do also want to talk about this musical that you're going to be doing. Tell the listeners all about that. Which show is it? Uh, when and where will it be? I, I, I'm assuming maybe you're in rehearsals already. Yeah, so I had just gotten cast in a in a world premiere show uh, called Troubadour, which is a country play. Um, and Christian Bush of Sugarland is writing the music for the show. And so it's an original show out of the Alliance Theater here in Atlanta, which is my hometown. And Radney Foster, um, which I'm, I'm not sure if you remember, uh, but he's going to be playing my dad in the show. And so it's set in the 1950s. And without saying too much, Radney Foster is going to be playing my dad. Um, <laughs> and, and it's uh, taking you back to the time of the 1950s country music and everything that happens um, in the 50s at the time. And so I'm really excited to start working on that. We start the project. Uh, in a few weeks on December 19th is when we go into rehearsals. And so I've got a few weeks to, uh, to, to study my character a little bit and to get ready to go into rehearsal. And then uh, it's actually set to kick off uh, January 18th. Um, and listeners, this is um, I'm on the shows page of Zach's website right now, and it's listed there, Troubadour at the Alliance Theater. Zach, that sounds like it's perfectly suited for you because of what you described with the sitting on the porch with your grandfather. You know, it, it's my world's colliding. I started before, um, you know, I played high school football before I went on The Voice. And at the same time, I was also really big into musical theater. And so now getting to go back into the theater, but but also be playing the role of country singer, it's, it's really my, my two worlds colliding. I'm really excited. 
That's great. That's great. Uh, I want to also give you a chance to talk about the charity that you're involved with. It's called Curing Kids Cancer. It's really great to see someone who's in the early stages of their career already seeing the importance of that type of outreach. Yeah, you know, I, I love to give back to others, and, and I'm so thankful for The Voice because it's given me a platform like this to where now I'm able to do stuff like this and to be able to partner with Curing Kids Cancer um, here in Atlanta. It really means a lot to me. Um, especially with kids, kids cancer, you know, that's really close to my heart and, and, and nobody close in my family has ever had, um, cancer like that before. But, but really whenever I go visit the hospital and go visit those kids, um, you know, it really tugs at my heartstrings and, I, and I'm very thankful I'm able to, uh, to, uh, join up with them. Well, God bless you because, you know, that's, that's great work to be doing. And, and I was expecting you to say, well, the reason that I chose to be aligned with them is because, and I thought you were going to mention someone that you knew that was affected by it. And the fact that you're not, and you're already doing these hospital visits, that's, that's, uh, that's very noble. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that you're seeing the benefits of it just from a human standpoint, Never mind, you know, whether it helps your career or not. You know, I, you know, I love to, I love to sing on stage. And I'm very thankful that people are able to buy a ticket, you know, spend their money and come to a show. That really means a lot to me. But at the end of the day, um, you know, I think it's all about giving back and be, being able to give. It's either your time, talent, or your treasure. And, uh, you know, for me, um, you know, I'm blessed with the talent that I have to sing and, and to perform. Um, and to, just to have the platform that I've been on, um, just to go into these hospitals and just try and put a smile on some kids' faces. Awesome. Well, we're almost out of time, but I wanted to ask, do I understand correctly that you are also aligned with a modeling agency in Los Angeles? Yeah, so I've been, I've been uh, teamed up with Wilhelmina Modeling, and I've done a few things with them, um, and they're based in L.A., and so uh, right now we're trying to figure out uh, what all we can do with them um, over here on the East Coast, and so that's in the works right now. Have you, have you done anything through them yet that, that listeners might have seen you in? Um, I've got a few things that they can follow me on my social media. I've got a few posts that I that I post every now and then. Um, but as far as future shoots and stuff, that's in the works right now. Okay. Well, I I, I did wonder. Um, you know, is is modeling? You know, oh, that's a, that's a distant second to my music career, or or is there in fact actually a high priority on trying to get modeling work too? Which you know maybe would draw more attention to your music. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a new thing for me for sure. Is is jumping into the model industry. Um, but you know, I, am never gonna, I'm never gonna cut that off. You know, if that's going to help, um, help me with my music career, that's definitely something I'm going to look into. Um, and I'm thankful that I have the opportunity to do something like that. Yeah. I guess we need look no further than, um, Matthew McConaughey or, uh, or Mark Wahlberg, you know, those guys get their fair share of, of ads that they do, but they don't stop acting just because of, <laughs> of the commercials that they, that they get, whether they're print or, or television. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Zach, we're going to close today with a song of yours. You mentioned it early on in, in this interview, uh, when you were talking about the, the overall EP, the song is called home to mama. So before we let you go, tell the listeners all about this song, if you would, please. So I've grown up with four sisters and my mom. And the one thing when I got off the show and started writing my own songs is that they wanted me to, to write a song about them. And this is a song, you know, it's a little hard for me to keep a girlfriend having four sisters in the house. And so I <laughs> sat down with some writers and, uh, and, and this is what, this is what we came up with. And it's called home to mama. And I hope everybody enjoys it. 
Awesome. Well, Zach, it was great talking to you. Thank you so much for making the time and wish you nothing but continued success as, as you continue through this journey of your career. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm excited for the road ahead. Absolutely. Listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to singer, songwriter, guitarist, Zach Sebaugh. Do visit his official website, please. It's www.zachsebaugh.com and then engage with him on social media. So that means like his Facebook page, follow him on Twitter and Instagram, subscribe to his YouTube channel, and then watch and like the videos on there. For that matter, tell him you heard him and his music and now hear this entertainment. Remember to keep up with Zach online so you can see where and when you can go see him perform live. And remember that his EP is available for purchase on iTunes, Amazon, CD Baby, and other online retailers. Don't forget to visit www.nhte.net and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and repost is how you share episodes there. And you can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nhte.net. Plus, there's a link there to this show on Instagram or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nhte.net. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their website at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in crystal blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song from Zach Sebaugh. This is the one he just talked about. It's called Home to Mama. Take you home with me We danced for a couple of songs And it didn't take too long You're whispering in my ear Honey, let's get out of here I said, where you wanna go? We can take it real slow We can go way out But nobody knows Where we are Take you home A few weeks down the road On a Sunday afternoon
afternoon I said, Mama, there's someone I need to introduce to you And I couldn't help but grin Cause I remember when I wanna take you home to Mama Cause Mama might not approve Of that sexy little mini skirt And them rhinestone cowgirl boots With that tattoo and that attitude And that belly button ring I won't take you home to Mama But I'll take you home to me I won't take you home to Mama But I'll take you home to me Come on, baby. I'll get you home around 12. <laughs> 30. 